Hello and welcome. This week's episode is called Pandemic Year 2. Thank you for listening. One year ago, when the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic, I wrote my first post about it. I knew that historically pandemics last for several years. I realize now, though, that I did not honestly believe it would last this long, not in this day and age. It is interesting to read my thoughts when I didn't know what I know now. We are learning what it feels like when history repeats itself. As we enter year two of the pandemic, wearing a mask and using hand sanitizer is second nature. We learn the coronavirus lingo, social distancing, self-isolation, quarantine, your bubble, flattening the curve, PPE, and herd immunity. Humanity becomes desensitized to the negative things it is repeatedly exposed to. I think people didn't know what to do, so they focused on familiar things like toilet paper. It is a self-preservation defense we have. Humans can adjust to fluid situations. We are stronger than we think. The images of the last year will remain with me. Schools and businesses close, recreational activities shut down, planes and ships sitting empty, and deserted city streets. It has been challenging for families with loved ones in long-term care as well. My mom found it too windy for outside visits last spring and summer. She wanted her visitors to come back to her room with her instead of sitting outside. Her Parkinson's makes it hard for her to hold a phone, so that isn't a great option either. When you basically live the same day over and over, your concept of time becomes distorted. This year, that was probably a bit of a blessing as she didn't seem to be aware of how much time had gone by since I was allowed to visit last. She was spared some of the heaviness you feel from prolonged separation and uncertainty. I have become used to the screening and temperature checks when I enter the facility. Mom asked me the other day when I was going to stop wearing that mask. I wasn't sure how to answer that question. It certainly detracts a lot from a visit when you can't see someone's smile or facial expressions. The strain on medical resources and staff has been brutal. The news in January that a new variant of the coronavirus was spreading was disheartening. The toll on the mental and general health of the population has been significant. Large numbers of people haven't seen a doctor for a regular checkup since before the pandemic. As of this writing, 120 million cases of coronavirus have been reported worldwide. Sadly, 2.6 million people have been lost. Fortunately though, 68 million people have recovered. The most significant number of deaths has occurred in the over 75 age group with underlying health conditions. Countries hardest hit by the pandemic include the United States, Brazil and India. The need for financial relief for individuals and businesses continues. After a year of online shopping, will consumers continue their purchasing habits as they did before? Will the retail industry be able to entice customers back into the stores to shop in person? What will travel look like in the future? To attract travelers, the industry will have to offer lower prices on cruises, flights, and rooms to get people back and build their confidence expectations travelers have about accommodations and cleanliness will be heightened.
took months for people to adjust to staying home, working from home, and living without the activities they were used to. Now, many people realize they prefer working from home. Will the flexibility of workplaces that parents need be a continuing trend in the future? Dropping off and picking up young children from daycare plus getting older ones to school is a substantial financial emotional strain on families. The homeschooling experience has been somewhat traumatic for many parents. They have developed a whole new appreciation for teachers and those parents who chose to homeschool before the pandemic. Parents now understand why teachers on occasion give kids an extended recess or allow them to watch a movie. We went from a year ago wondering when a vaccine would be developed to the start of vaccinations in January of this year. Vaccinating began with essential healthcare workers, individuals at high risk of contracting the virus, and long-term care residents. It is now being distributed by age, oldest to youngest. The history of the development of vaccines is fascinating. The first was for smallpox in 1796, eventually eradicating the disease. In 1896, vaccines against cholera and typhus were developed. The 1920s through the 1940s saw the development of vaccines for diphtheria, tetanus, the flu, polio, and tuberculosis. The 1960s brought relief from measles, mumps, and rubella. Although cases of these illnesses still periodically appear around the world, it is quite a feat that vaccines developed all those years ago are still being used today. It is evident from our experience of the past year that vaccine development will be an ongoing need. One good thing to come out of wearing masks, staying home and improved hand sanitizing is reduced cases of other illnesses such as colds and flus. When is the pandemic declared over? It seems to be the most challenging question for the experts to answer. What criteria needs to be met before this happens? We are starting to wonder what will happen once vaccinations are completed. What will the world look like then? What restrictions will be on us going forward? Until there is a significant decrease in community transmission, the pandemic will continue. It is not a sprint, but a marathon. Generation C, C for COVID, is the moniker that has been given to the generation of children born between 2016 and 2035. The changes we're witnessing are so dramatic that even kids born years after the pandemic ends will still see it shaping their lives. A completely new world is defining them. Our attitudes and outlooks moving forward will inevitably be different than they were going into the pandemic they are based on our experiences over the last year. Many people are confused by the complicated and varied feelings that they have. Is it grief, anger, fear, resentment? Saskatchewan is opening up a bit, lifting some restrictions. Gathering size limits are currently slightly larger than they were at Christmas, so that is good news for families with Easter coming up. We have almost made it through a pandemic-riddled Saskatchewan winter and are looking forward to the renewed hope that spring brings. Hopefully, by this time next year, COVID-19 will be something we talk about in the past tense. Only time will tell.
visit my blog to view the pictures for this episode. The link is in the episode description.